Chala, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Ches. This Mishnah deals with the topic of Isas HaKalavim, dough for dogs. That is to say, it's a kind of dough which is made of flour and water, but added to the dough is also the very coarse bran that's found on the outside of grains. Now normally that's called that's called morsin, and normally when it comes to morsin, it's so, it's like, hard grass. You have to, if you haven't seen it, it's hard to describe. It's all cellulose and it's miserable to eat and no one in their right mind would eat it. And in fact, the normal use of morsin um, for humans is like as an exfoliant, as a scrub on your body, etc. So naturally, if you put um, morsin, this very coarse outer bran, into your dough, regular people would not eat that dough. However, uh, and that's why it's called Isis Clavum because the normal use is to give it to dogs as a dog food. However, um, if there's just a little bit of that morsin mixed into the dough, so then people who are at the really bottom of the socioeconomic stratum, uh, meaning in the case of the time of the Mishnah, we're talking about shepherds. Shepherds have slim pickings and they would suffice themselves out there in the fields with this very poor quality bread if it had just a little bit of the coarse grain, the coarse bran inside of it. So the point of our mission is very simple. It's going to say, if there's dough, and in the dough is mixed in a bit of coarse bran, so if shepherds would eat that such a thing, then it's considered food, and that being the case, we'll say seven halachas that apply to it by virtue of the fact that it's considered food, one of which was that it's obligated in the mitzvah of challah. And if not, meaning if it's got too much coarse bran that even a shepherd would refuse to eat such um, a bread made of such a dough, so then it does not constitute food for humans, and therefore the converse, those seven halachas, do not apply. Um, there's one more point at the end of the Mishnah, we'll get to it in a moment. So the Mishnah starts out by saying, Isa sakalavim, the dough that is for the dogs, again, that has this morse and this very coarse bran mixed inside of it. Bizman sharom ochlin memenu, if it's a scenario, a kind of dough that at least shepherds would eat from it, so then it's considered food, and that being the case, these seven halachas apply. First of all, chayavas bachala, assuming you have the requisite amount of the dough and flour, and then you'd have to separate chala from the dough. And second of all, umarvinba, it can be used to make an eruv. According to the Bartano, we're talking about eruv chatseros, that is to say, if you have uh, multiple private homes around a shared common but private area, a chatser, think of like a hotel lobby or an apartment building lobby, there it was sort of like an open courtyard that was shared by the different residents. So since that area is really a rishus hayachid in terms of the halachas of Shabbos, right, it's, it's walled off, it's got mechitzah all around, so technically it is a rishus hayachid and one could carry from one's private home or rishus hayachid to that shared area which is rishus hayachid, but since um, many people do use that space, it sort of feels psychologically a bit like a Rosh Hashanah And that being the case, Chazal were masakin, this mitzvah, the Rabbanan of Eruvi Chatseros, that one has to, La'arev is to combine, has to combine the different residents of the Chatser um, under a single banner, if you will, the banner of food. And it's as if they all kind of live together and as much as their domains are unified because they share food amongst them all. So you have to, actually the halachas specifically stake bread when it comes to Erev Chatseros. Only bread will suffice, so you have to get some bread and put in someone's house, and then that Erev allows everyone to carry from their homes to the Chatser and back again. So, 
we're saying here, according to the Bartanura, that bread made of the Isa Saklavim has a bit of this very coarse bran inside of it, assuming that a shepherd would eat this bread, so then it can be used to make an Erev Chatseros. The Rambam learns is talking about um, Erev Tchumen, a way of combining or ch- relocating your locus for Shabbos with the locus of Tchum. You can't go beyond 2,000 almost, I'll call that two kilometers, let's say, or whatever it is, um, outside outside, sorry, one, one kilometer, I should say, one kilometer, roughly, um, outside of the city limits. In any case, um, I'm not sure if there's an argument there in terms of either or, or would work. Mishal says, umishtatfinba. You also can use it for what it's called. Shituf is also like um, coordination. Shituf, shitufim muvaos is to combine and unite the residents around the mavui. A mavui is like a side street that connects the different chatseros, the courtyards to the main rishasaram, the main road, and the kind of similar rules apply. You need to have some food that unites the residents of the mavui in order to allow people to carry amongst themselves in the Mavoi. In the case of the Mavoi, since it um, is not necessarily um, closed on all four sides, you have to get the the Kora up or the Lechi up, you know, something that marks off a closed area. All halachas beyond the scope of this Mishnah here. In any case, the point is, the food component that sets up the Shituf, the combined residency, if you will, um, halachically speaking, of the residents in that side street, um, you need to use some food. Any food will do. And including that is bread made from Isa Sakalav, Masuvim that a shepherd would eat it. Fourth of all, Umavarchanelea, one makes a bracha on such bread, meaning that's the bracha of Hamotzi. And of course, one benches, and that's the fifth. Umazamnelea, you make a zimun, the good old zimun, Baruch Shachalm Mishlot Oechainu, and you know, the Ravasan of Rech, zimun, and three together. The Nasus Beyomtov, one is permitted says the Mishnah, to bake such bread on Yom Tov. Um, the reason why is because it's appropriate food for human beings to eat. So one could bake it on Yom Tov. Remember, baking on Yom Tov as Ochel Nefesh is permitted, but one is not allowed to permit, one is not permitted to cook for, let's say, dogs. So if it would not be human food, it would be disallowed to bake such bread. But since humans could eat it, um, it is allowed to be eaten. And that's true, by the way, even if um, dogs would be eating from it also um, that's a bit of a longer piece but we'll leave that for now that's the fact um, but certainly if one were just speaking it out if one were baking such bread for the sake of giving it to dogs then one could not bake it on Yom Tov even if the truth is even if it was it had no morsel it had no bran it was just good old fashioned you know grade A bread you can't cook on Yom Tov for animals so that would be disallowed but here we're making it for humans to consume and therefore it's permitted and finally, ve'yotze ba'adam yadei chovaso ba'pesach, a person who uses matzah made of flour that was turned into dough, that was turned into matzah, and in that dough had some morsen. If shepherds will eat it and it hasn't risen, you can use it for your matzah and pesach. No problem, because it's got a dinner bread. And the converse, im ein haroen ochen memena, if a shepherd would not eat from bread made of such dough, in other words, there's too much of this coarse bran mixed in that now it becomes inedible for normal people, even normal shepherds, I should say. So then, such a batch of dough is exempt from the requirements of challah, even if you've got more than the 43.2 eggs worth of flour. 
It's not legitimate to use such bread for your heir of Chatseros. You can't use your the bread for Shetuvah Mavos. If you would eat such bread, it's essentially um, inedible. And since it's not it's not food, it things that are not food do not get a bracha. Um, just like if you would decide to uh, eat grass. If you decide to eat grass, so since grass is inedible for human beings, there's no bracha, you don't make a bread print on grass, etc. Similarly, you don't bench on it, you don't make a zimun when you bench on it, because there's no benching at all, in the event that you ate such bread. And the ananasis beyomtov, you cannot bake it on yomtov because it's not for human consumption. If you have matzah made out of such bread, it doesn't count as bread, and therefore it is not sufficient matzah to be yotzah the mitzvah of matzah and pesach. Now, finally, Benkach or Benkach, says the Mishnah, it doesn't matter whether you have too much morsen that even a shepherd would need from such bread, or you don't have that much morsen mixed in, that much coarse bran, and a shepherd would eat from this bread. In either case, mitamei tumas ochlin, that is to say, it receives the tumah of ochlin. So I don't want to get too technical here, it's not essential to understand the Mishnah, but for something to be a recipient of tumah, it has to fit into one of four categories, neatly. It has to be an Adam, a person, a Jew really, or a Kli, a utensil is defined by Masechus Kalim, or Ochlin, or Mashkin, or food or drink. Now, uh, if something's not food, so then it is not Makabal Tuma. If you happen to have, I don't know, a twig, or you have a, uh, a rind from a pomegranate or something, so then even if a dead rat or a dead person whatever touches that pomegranate rind or, or twig, they remain tower. So we're saying here that if you make bread, if you have dough that comes from with, it's isasaklavim, has a lot of morsen, it actually, yes, is sufficiently um, foody to be able to be fall into the category of ochlin, and it does receive tumas ochlin, it does become tame if, say, the dead rat touches it. Now it's Curious because we just said I just said a minute ago if it's not food it's not makabel tuma. So the bartender simply says since people will eat it if they have nothing else to eat under present circumstances that's good enough. Um, that's not so push it, um, but very possibly you can supplement that answer by saying initially um, the flour and water when it's mixed together that is that is food. Even though when you you mix up the morsen into it and you bake it into bread, it stops becoming food for human beings. At some point along the way, it is food and edible. And once something is edible as food, if it later degrades to being the kind of food that a dog would eat, it still is too much susceptible. So once it's food, even if it begins to spoil or get spoiled, as long as dogs will eat it, it remains too much susceptible um, until the point where a dog himself wouldn't eat it. At that point, it loses its status of food altogether. You're perhaps familiar with these halachas when it comes to Pesach and Chomet Nukcha, etc. In any case, um, so that's what we say over here too. Since this started out being food and it's still at least edible by dogs, it is makabal tumah as tumas ochlin as food.